Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking so good. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Finside Scoop. We are back. We are back. I know that you guys missed us. We missed you too. The boys are back for the uh, new episode of the Finside Scoop. Now, we just, it was a very strategic pause. We weren't doing very well sitting at one and seven. We wanted to make a change, get the, um, get the bad juju out. And I think we did that. Currently, the boys are hot. We're on a four-game win streak. Um, in our, in our absence, we beat the daylights out of the Ravens on a Thursday night football game and, uh, just smoked Cam Newton, um, last week. So we're excited. The boys are back. You know, we've had a lot of crazy upsets in the NFL, um, and a lot of just nonsense going on. So we're going to cover all that stuff. Hunt, how we doing? Uh, besides that, I had to go take a COVID (laughs) test today. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Results are pending, but happy to be back finally. Uh, like you said, one and seven, we were we were awful, and now we we might not lose again. So it, who knows? Let's go. Ten and seven was always written in the stars, and Vegas knew that. You know, I'm not a betting man, but that Dolphins over underline was nine and a half. Yep. Sitting at one and seven looked impossible, but load the thirty for thirty if they run the table and get ten and seven. That's going to make some happy over betters on that Dolphins win over under. So um, just want to touch on some things. Obviously, you know, the loss to the Jags was tough. You know, we were, it was, you know, everyone's on the hot seat. The sky is falling in Miami, Flores and Greer, they stink, you know, Tua, all this and that. Sean Watson talks again. It was just, it was awful. Awful. We put it together. We kind of put our big boy pants on. The defense is starting to show up. Tua is looking like a reincarnation of a young Drew Brees with the accuracy. Back-to-back, 80% completion percentage. One of four players all time to do that. Brady, Manning – or not Brady, but Brees and Manning. Um, So, I mean, good company there. What do you think has been the biggest difference that you've seen from us with this winning streak as opposed to how we started the season? Well, like you said, our defense is is playing really good right now. Um, Javon Holland is nasty. Defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, he's probably not Micah Parsons, but yeah, candidate. Yeah, Um, we're starting to get like pressure on QBs. Um, We're getting back to how we played on, on defense last year, where we do the like throw like a bunch of things at people, like the the man coverage, like spying Lamar Jackson, spying Cam Newton, just playing straight up man-to-man because we have the personnel. Uh, Offensively, I think we just started getting the ball to our playmakers. Um, During some games earlier on the season, like Jalen Waddell wasn't – like he would have a good game, and then the next game he would have like three targets or three catches or whatever. And uh, Gesicki, same thing with him. Like we're just getting the ball to our playmakers, and we're – we opened the offense up a little bit more. Um, our play calling has been like, I mean, there are times where we, we don't push the ball down the field, but like when we're up tempo, when we're pushing the ball down the field. Um, 
our offense actually looks good. So yeah, um, I think that's a, a huge difference too. I agree, man. And then the pressure, like you said, all of our, you know, what we do better than anyone else is the the cover zero, basically yeah. man to man. Right. We're just we're just getting pressure. I think we blitz pretty much more than any any other team. Right. So I think that defensive scheme is just kind of coming to its own. Um, we're playing good man-to-man coverage on the back end, like we thought we would. I mean, we have. Right. This is how we players. thought we were going to play all year. Exactly. So we're getting pressure. Jalen Phillips is, is doing his thing, like you said, Javon Holland. So I think the defense kind of leads the way. And then on offense, we're just playing good fundamental football and not turning the ball over. Right. Um, Jalen Waddle looks great. I like his new Sally, the new Waddle Sally. Yeah, that's nice. It's kind of a lead that's, <laughs> as far as personal Sellies go. Um but yeah, man, I'm excited about it. You know, we, we could run the table. Uh, we got a very favorable schedule, you know. So we got Giants this weekend at home, very winnable. Then we go to the bye, then we go Jets. So we win yeah. those two games. Both at home, too. Both at home, we're seven yeah. and seven. And then some like games we thought would be a little more tough than they look right now. You know, Saints without a quarterback. Yeah. Titans without a running Their back. Whole roster. Yeah, they've been looking in shambles. And then it all comes down to week 18 at home against the Patriots. Can anything could happen? Yeah. You know? So I'm excited for it. Are you do you think you're gonna come to another game this year? Kids got season tickets and came to one game. <laughs> um uh if anything, it would be week 18 Patriots. Hopefully it's like for the playoffs or something. That'd be yeah, absolutely unbelievable. I think um, we'll have a, a Nikki C sighting for for that game and maybe uh, a Riyadh sighting. So you might have to come. Yeah. But that's my uh, highest ticket up up on uh, online right now. So that retail value. Yeah, they're going for pretty high. So if I can't make it, at least I'll make a good buck. Absolutely, man. Um, but yeah, we're pumped, and this is what we thought we would do. So it's exciting to kind of get back on the right course and play how we're supposed to play. I mean, I don't want to say it's too late, but you know, some of those games, you know, they were kind of must wins, like that Jags game and being a lot better spot you know, sitting at six and six right now, rather than five and seven. So um, that's all right, man. I'm excited. So wanted to get into some other things. Hunt right now, you know, who is your best team in the NFL? It's tough because like, for some reason, like this year, I feel like all the good teams have lost to some bad teams already. So like, I don't know. Like the the Rams, like go and put up like two stinkers the past couple of weeks. Like, mm-hmm. um, but if I had to choose one, it would probably it would probably be the Bucks. Um, Think so until someone dethrones them. Yeah, I mean because their offense is is unreal. They can beat you in so many different ways. Um, the worst part of their defense is their is their secondary, which, but like they can just score with anyone. So it, I mean, it doesn't really doesn't really matter that much. But I would probably say the Bucks, maybe or you can go with the Bucks. That works. Yeah, I, I think the Bucks, they're the champs. Yeah. To me, it seems like a pretty easy decision right now. Green Bay Packers. I was gonna say probably maybe the Packers would be. The- Don't have a weakness. Yeah, they're playing without their two best defensive players and Jair Alexander, um, and then their edge rusher, um, and they're just dom- pretty much dominating. Bless you, dude. We're doing a podcast. Hunter's got freaking COVID. The COVID kid. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, man, I mean, the Packers are looking nice. I think this is the year. They're going to get Bakhtiari back. They got the two-headed monster at the running back position. They got Aaron yep. Rodgers. Defense is like top five-ish. So they, have, they haven't had a defense this good in a long time. So I know. To, to be able to play on both sides of the ball and be top whatever, top five or whatever on both sides it is it's nice. pretty, pretty amazing, yeah. For sure. Um, well, cool, man. So based on, I mean, we had a lot of upsets, right? So in, in the absence, you know, the, the uh, I think one of our last podcasts was around the time, you know, the Jets beat the Bengals. Yeah. You know, I'm not a betting man, but if I was a betting man, that would be a tough game. Um, that would crush a lot of parlays. You know, and another thing, the freaking Jags beat the Bills as a 14-point, yeah. 15-point favorite. What in God's name is that? And it just seems like there's a lot of parity in the league right now. You know, the Texans beat the Titans. Like, it's just – you can't call it sometimes. And that's, yeah. and that's doing wonders for Vegas. Um, I mean, I think we were talking about it a little bit before. I'm not a betting man. But you, you know, as far as the betting side of things, it's been a little bit of tough sledding with some of these lines because you can't really predict what's, what's coming. Right. Yeah, there's no – like like we said, like – the Packers, Bucks, besides like the hand, the handful of like two, three, four teams, there's no really like clear cut, like dominant team. Um, so it's hard to get a grasp on what's going to happen from week to week, betting wise, at least. Absolutely. I have a funny story for you. Uh, hypothetically speaking, of course, because, you know, I'm not a betting man, but was uh, talking with some friends prior to the Thanksgiving games. And he doesn't even know this yet, but my buddy, Nikki C, Nick Costello, fellow St. John Fisher graduate. Um, he texted the group, his picks for the day. He did a teaser, right? Yeah. So he did, he did like lions teased, Raiders teased and bills teased, right? Yeah. Was the exact same teaser. And it won, by the way, was the yeah. exact same teaser that I had in my mind that if I was a betting man, I would have done. Right. So his nickname in college is the mush. Literally the mush. It's based on a movie back in the day, uh, Bronx Tale, where this guy is just literally the mush. If he bets on something, it's automatically going to lose. Now he's gotten better, but when I saw that he did that, I changed my I changed my hypothetical pick <laughs> to, to Cowboys instead of Raiders, and I ended and I ended up calling everything else right. I had Lions under. Yeah. I had Cowboys over, and I had Bills under. So all I needed to do was do my original read. like dying. You're literally dying. I'm trying to explain my hypothetical betting scenario. But shout out Nikki C for changing my mind on that one. That was uh, real quick <laughs> that you mentioned that I yeah. saw something like the last like ten Thanksgivings the Cowboys have not covered. Was it that many? It's something like that. Yeah. Last ten? It's so- it's something crazy like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, their cheeks. Yeah, their ass. Um, but yeah, so I want to get into a segment here, right? Yeah. We got some new segments for you. Um, brought to you by our producer G. So yeah, G what's the first segment we got real or deal. So real or deal where we're going to touch on some of the current dolphins players and say, if they're, if they're, for real, or and if should they should get the deal, or they should get to be dealt. 
Is that it? I mean, we were just trying to rhyme something, so that's it. But basically, we're saying if we should keep a player or get rid of a player. So we'll start with – I'll start it on you, Hunt. Um, this one's pretty obvious, and I know what you're going to say, but we got to say it anyways because it's a long time coming. Yeah. Real, as in he should stay, or deal, as in we should deal him? Devontae Parker. <laughs> should have been dealt three years ago. <laughs> you guys been, made a the guy's made a glass. He doesn't even play. <laughs> You've been calling for him to get dealt for. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like his like third year in the league. Yeah, he's like, been. I mean, like last year he made some promise, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go into the season this year." Guy hurts his hammy every week. He freaking he stinks. The he's tough thing is. Is that he has such good flashes, and that's kept him around for like eight years. Right, it's right. incredible. We drafted him seventh overall. The guys played twenty games. We drafted him seventh overall. Bryson Tiller, Devontae Parker with the teal and orange, <laughs> and he just comes out and just freaking always gets hurt. But yeah, awful. Man, I'm with you on that one. Um, do you have the list in front of you? I do. All right, give me one. Jerome Baker. Real or deal? Well, Jerome Baker, heart and soul of, of the Dolphins' defense, loves his mama. I don't know if yeah, you know that or not. <laughs> There's my mama. Yeah. He was one game. He just kept looking for his mama. He ended up finding her. But um, Jerome Baker, dude, heart and soul of the defense. He's a really good blitzing linebacker, good pass rusher. Needs to be better in coverage. I'm going to say he's for real now. I think we're going to keep him for at least another season. I do want like a like a stud stud linebacker in the draft. I think that's one thing that could be better as far as like pass covering, like sideline to sideline, Micah Parsons type of breed. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go real, and I think he's done enough good things to keep him on. Yeah, uh, I agree. There, he's led our team in tackles the past couple of years. Um, like you said, he he's not really uh, a great cover guy, but um, he does make make a bunch of good plays and. He had that like six sack against Mahomes for like 70 yards last year. Yeah, last year that was nice. Um, but yeah, he's a him paired with like someone like you said would be would be pretty nice. So yeah, I, I do agree with you there. Okay. So this is an interesting one based on how much we're paying them and production. I think they performed pretty well, but maybe not up to the standard set for them. Um, real or deal, Byron Jones. Wow, that is a good one. Um, I think I, I'm going to go for real um, just because I know, I mean, like you said, we're paying them a lot, a lot of money, paying him a lot of money. Um, but I do think it's it's hard to find two, like, above average corners in the NFL, which the Dolphins have. I mean, Xavier, Xavier Howard is elite, top five. Um, but to pair him with Byron Jones, I think that, that helps a lot. And he, like, he is playing pretty well. I don't know if he's playing up to what we're giving him, but um, he does have lapses at sometimes where he's just like getting torched. But um, I do think for now he is for real, maybe uh, try to work out his contract or something like that. But for now, I'm going to say for real. Okay. Fair. What do you got? Um, next, I got uh, our boy Mike Gesicki. Oh, that's uh, actually a friend of the program. 
um, and one of my best friends, Mike Gasicki. Uh, we're, we're super tight now. Met him at Kilwin's Ice Cream Shop on Las Olas in Fort Lauderdale. So we're pretty much homies now. And you already know what I'm going to say. The one-handed catch, one-handed catching machine. He's got a lot of style points. I do want to see some more productivity from him on a consistency basis. Yeah. Not, you know, I mean, he'd like last against the Ravens. We did win. He had seven targets, no catches. Jets, not much. Panthers, not much. Looking for him to get more involved in the offense. I mean, we're kind of a conservative offense right now, just doing our thing. Definitely going to say real. I think he's a fan favorite. I think he's got a lot of ability and talent. And he's, he's a good player and he's a good locker room guy. So I'm definitely going to say real. Keep him yeah. around. I actually think we should throw him a contract, get him more involved. He's only going to get better. And he's my best friend. So I'm going to go real for Michael Gasicki. Yeah, All right. Okay. You actually, what do you got on Gasicki? You agree with me? Uh, yeah, um, I do agree. I, I just wanted to say real quick that um, I think they should just make his his position a receiver. He's kind of like a Matt Collins type, like bigger body, like kind of slower. But um, we do have pretty like we're pretty deep at tight end um, with Adam Shaheen, Durham Smythe, and uh, Hunter Long hasn't even really played at all this year. So I do think they they could uh, potentially move him out to receiver or like I mean. Then he's going to want receiver money, but who knows? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do think uh, we're going to keep him, and I do think we're going to give him a contract as well. So nice. Um, last but not least, definitely not least, this is the biggest one. Yeah. Real or deal? Tua Tagovailoa. Well, I think you know what I'm going to say on this one. He He's real. Um, I, a lot of haters out there. A lot of haters, but. If you just like I've I've been retweeting a bunch of his stats and a bunch of stuff like his lat his sixteen first sixteen games in the NFL have been have been above average. Um, I mean he's been playing really good as of late. It it's just flashes of of what we expected basically. Um, he's been he's been playing great. Eighty percent completion percentage, highest percentage in like the fourth quarter this year. Like. When he's healthy, he's unbelievable. He would have been the number one overall pick if he didn't break his hip. And it just he's just playing great. He showed off his arm strength at like a 60-yard bomb to Matt Collins in, in the, against the Jets. Like he's just he's doing everything we expected him to do now. Um, I think he just needs to put it together for a longer period of time and just keep proving those those haters wrong because I mean, me and you both love him, and he's he's showing everyone what he's capable of, capable of, and uh, yeah, he's real to me. Absolutely, um, I'm with you, brother. I mean, the injury just ruined the beginning of the season. Everyone's right. expectations were so high. We come out, we get a win. He gets hurt in the beginning of the Bills game. Like, I don't understand what people really were like expecting to happen. I mean, the guy like shattered his ribs. And in the second game of the season, and then we get a, you know, Jacoby comes in and he's a backup quarterback. What are you going to expect from that? And right. then he comes back and there's all this pressure on him. And I mean, it's like people are setting this unrealistic expectation. The guy comes in, he's, you know, won a, a fair deal amount of, uh, of more games than he's lost. 
He's a solid guy. Doesn't doesn't turn the ball over too much, and he's only going to get better. I mean, this is just we. This is unreal. We gave Ryan Tannehill seven years, and you're you're seeing now what Ryan Tannehill looks like without the best running back in the league. Right. So let's all come down from our high horse and this quick to judge, you know, society we live in, and just understand that Tua is a good quarterback, and if we can get some solid offensive linemen you know, to just block for the guy and maybe a run game. That's not the worst in the league. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like everything stacked against him and everyone wants to just make him the scapegoat. I don't think it's fair. So I'm with you, Hunt. Two is for real. I was, um, you mentioned it, but our offensive line is what? Bottom 10 or whatever it is in the, in the league. They've been playing better, but yeah, probably around that. And he's, um, he's got like the least, sack percentage in the whole league or something like that it, it's so we have a bottom 10 offensive line but like he doesn't ever get sacked he like he's sick in the pocket he's he knows what he's doing he gets the ball out quick like and to, for people to just like hate on him for no reason he's only played 16 games in the nfl like like you said we gave ryan Tannehill 30 years dude like just yep. just give him a, a chance to at least play with like like, I don't know, just give him a chance to play, like, multiple games, give him a chance to play with, like, weapons and, and the tools around him, and, and then evaluate him. Don't don't evaluate him now when we were not great early on in the year and he was battling a bunch of injuries, so. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. So that has been the first inaugural edition of Real or Deal. Shout out Gerard for the idea on that segment. We're going to be moving on here to another new segment. Uh, you may have heard it before. It is called Contender or Pretender. We're going to tell you if these teams are contenders to win it all or if they are pretenders and they stink and are a bunch of phonies. So I'm going to start with – we got some good ones here. I'm going to start – with you, Hunt, one of yeah. our top five teams coming into the league has not been up to snuff. Shout yeah. out my brother-in-law, Adrian Fanine. My first team I want to ask you about in contender or pretender is the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, so uh, they're the biggest disappointment in all football. <laughs> they are. How, how, I mean <laughs> – they are because going into the season, everyone's like, "Oh, Super Bowl, uh, best roster in the NFL," like, and all this stuff. And they're six and six. Like, they have an above-average defense. They have probably a top three offensive line in the NFL. Top, probably the best run run game. Or Gotta running. have the best running back tandem for sure. Yeah, best running back tandem for sure. And they're, <laughs> I'm dying. They're six and six, <laughs> and they're just they're just, they're the biggest pretenders. Biggest pretenders. Really- what now? How much of percentage wise? How much are you putting on Baker? Um, look, he's not great. I I <laughs> I I don't like him. I don't know why. I saw a something the other day. I compared him and Tua. Yikes. And Tua's played whatever less amount of games, two or three less games this year. Same amount of touchdowns, same amount of picks, better completion percentage, more rushing touchdowns. Like, 
Yeah. So like, give give two of the Browns roster. Oh man. Oh man. Wow. That's a great point. You give two of the Browns. You put two on the Browns. The Browns are minimum eight and four. Like he's gonna get him. Like maybe even better. Right. That's a great point. Um, so I don't know. They're just they're just the most overrated team to me. I know a lot of people still like them to like make the playoffs and stuff, but as of right now, they're I mean they're not even gonna win their division. So I mean they can make yeah. the playoffs, but. They have a tough schedule too. They got, I think they got the Ravens again. They got like, they got. Um, hold on, let me look it up because I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. I mean, they could turn it on. They need to. What they need, Stefanski's getting away from what's made them so great is the running backs. Like literally, and you got like the first team all Instagram dads. On the Cleveland Browns, we got Odell's dad calling out Baker. Kareem Hunt's dad just called out Baker on Instagram again. Yeah, said that he's scared to throw the ball. He's hurt. This and that. They got to restore order. Run the ball, dude. Run the ball thirty times. I don't care. Like, right. Throw the throw screen passes. Like, I mean, Savanti's coming off coach of the year. He looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. They're scoring ten points a game. So, so they so they got a bye week this week. Ravens, Raiders. At Green Bay, at Pittsburgh, at home to end the season against the Bengals. Might not win another game. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean they got they got to do some soul searching. But could you imagine if they went like seven and ten? Oh my god! Yeah, they would be ready to blow that place up. I know. The only thing there. that would save Cleveland is Le- LeBron. LeBron coming back home, and he just turns up. All right, enough about the Browns. That's <laughs> next one. Uh, yeah, next one I got is the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, so I gotta go, I gotta go contender on that one. I know they kind of threw up a bit of a dud against the Raiders. The Raiders can score though, so that's tough. I mean, it's like the Thanksgiving, it's like the Thanksgiving like curse for the Cowboys, they just can't yeah. cover the spread, they can't win on Thanksgiving. Um, but no, they're a contender, man. If you look at all facets of it. Solid offensive line. Dak is Dak's pretty elite, man. I know he yeah. got a lot of you know criticism early in his career, but that's just what everyone does. He's coming into his own. He's a great player. They, I mean, they're no Amari Cooper, no CD Lamb. Your two yeah. best, two best threats, but pretty much. Um, no Tyron Smith. No, they right. have a bunch of injuries. No Dexter Lawrence. The defense is a lot. Is playing a lot better. I don't know. I think Anthony Brown, the cornerback for the, the yeah. Cowboys, set the record for most pass interference calls in a game. It was literally they were just throwing the ball to him every play, and he was just getting pass interference every play. Yeah. But anyways, long story short, you know, they got a playmaker on, on every facet of it. You know, Gre- uh, Gregory, Lawrence, Micah Parsons is unreal. Diggs is a is a turnover, you know, guy, machine, making big plays for them. I heard a hot take. Colin Coward had a hot take. He said Tony Pollard is better than Zeke and should get majority of the carries going forward. What do you think about that? Um, boost? A little bit of a boost, but Tony Pollard is is good, and I do think he should get like a, uh, more carries than he has been. Well, he has been lately, but, um, yeah, I, definitely a boost. He's not better than Zeke. Zeke went like three third overall. and Yeah. He's just you you agree Cowboys are our contender? I do. Um, like you said, they're, they've, well, they've had a bunch of injuries, which I mean, could lose you a couple of games and just in the NFL alone. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Dax, Dax elite, Zeke's, Zeke's elite, offensive lines elite. They have those, they have studs on defense. Um, yeah, I, I do agree that they are contenders. Word. I got a tough one for you. Yeah. Started out hot, fizzled out. Detroit Lions, Matty Stafford is back, throwing pick sixes like Matt Schaub. <laughs> They're going to call him pick six Matty Staff soon. L.A. Rams, dude, the freaking, you know, they're the buzz train. You know, they get Von Miller, they get Odell. They haven't won since. What do you think? Contenders or pretenders, L.A. Rams? Uh, I do still think they are contenders. Um, Their defense um, still has the two best players on the defensive side of the ball on on their team. Uh, Matt Stafford will figure it out. He's he's a he's a veteran. He's he's been there. Um, he hasn't played in many big games as a Lion, but I, I think with McVay, the run game, Robert Woods going down hurt hurts them a little bit. But I think Odell and like Van Jefferson will fill that void a little bit. Um, I do think they're still contenders, though. They will uh, they'll turn it around. They're in a tough division, though. Um, I mean. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I do still think they are uh, contenders. What do you what do you say? Um, I mean, yeah, they'll figure it out. You know, Sean McVay has got to put something together to get that offense kind of up to snuff. Now, Matt Stafford's got to stop turning the ball over. I think they yeah. got to you know get the run game going a little bit. Uh, I think Robert Woods getting hurt is actually pretty pretty massive. You know, yeah, big possession guy goes in and blocks. Does a lot of things for that team, emotional leader. Um, but they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll turn it up. Figure they got to do some things on defense. They're not they're really the pass rush isn't getting there. From the Rams games I've watched, everyone's had Aaron Donald under, under control for the most part. Jalen Ramsey, you know, is getting beat to the corner by Aaron Rodgers with Aaron Rodgers with, with a broken toe with the COVID toe to the corner <laughs> <laughs> to the corner of the end. I mean, but they'll figure it out. I think obviously they're a playoff team and. They can make a run. So I'm going to, I'm going to go contenders. They're, they're in it. Yeah. Last one here. Last but not least, uh, the new England Patriots. This is actually devastating to me. How good the new England Patriots are right now. They are thraxing everybody. Yeah. It's actually a nightmare. It's a truly a nightmare. We talked about it. I think prior to the season, Yep. About Mac Jones and we hope he sucks and we can't take another 20 years of it. That's exactly what we got. Yep. Until Bill Belichick stops coaching football, it's tough sledding in the AFC East. He they're they're contenders. I mean, they started out, we beat them first game, and then even like that, they, they couldn't throw the ball down the field. But McDaniels has done an unbelievable job with Mac Jones and you know, Belichick has the defense looking right. Obviously, their special teams are always elite. They're just such a well-coached team, yep. and they do everything right. And all the money, they finally wanted to spend money in free agency. Matt Judon is on, on like, a beast. Unreal. Unreal, dude. Straight-up beast. Where's the red <sighs> sleeve um, Under Armour every game? And it just, yeah. <laughs> it just crushes everybody. Um, JC Jackson's, like, Champ Bailey slash Deion Sanders slash – Darrell Revis in his prime. JT Jackson just gets a pick every game. So, I mean, yeah, 
Um, every every sense of the word, they're contenders. Mac Jones is playing good football, not turning the ball over. By far the best rookie quarterback um, that they that, that's yeah. been out so far. I mean, it, we we said this at the beginning of the year. We, we did say that they, they would struggle early, and then they would they would figure it out, and that's exactly what they did. And now they're they look unbeatable. Unbeatable. So they look unbeatable. But I'm excited to see Monday Night Football at the Ralph in Buffalo. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a big game. It's gonna kind of see who's a true contender or a pretender. Yep. But yeah, I so I mean, we're on the same page. That's been a segment of contenders and pretenders. Hope you guys are enjoying. We missed you guys. It's it's good to get back. We're going to do podcasts, you know, on a regular basis moving forward here. We're getting into the witching hour of the NFL season where teams become playoff teams and teams become non-playoff teams. So with that being said, Actually, not with that being said at all, but we're going to throw you guys some money. You guys have probably been getting crushed without us because, you know, we rarely lose our picks. But let's throw them a couple picks, huh? Just, some, you know, I'm in the holiday spirit. I'm feeling like giving out some free money. Yeah, I agree. So uh, would you like uh, me to start? Yeah, start it off. Okay. So I like uh, I, got, I like this one here. So I'm going to start off with a nice six and a half point teaser. Okay. And I feel very confident in it. So right now we have the Minnesota Vikings playing in Detroit on the road as I'm looking at a seven point favorite. Okay. Yep. Then we're going to take them. We're going to tease them down to one point, half a point, depending if you get six point, six and a half points teasers. Basically they just got to win that game. Now, the Vikings are five and six, tough game against San Fran. I know it's an interdivision rivalry. You know, the Lions are at home. The Vikings cannot lose this game. They cannot lose this game. If they want to be a real team, I think they're pretty good. I mean, they beat the Packers. You can't beat the Packers and be, you know, a playoff contending team and lose to the winless Lions at home. I'm going to take them in my teaser pleaser. Also, I'm going to take the Colts. Colts are currently sitting at a nine point spread. I'm going to six and a half that the six and a half for the Colts is key. You got to get the six and a half for the seven. So you get that under that three threshold. So you get that to, I'm going to get that at two and a half there. So we're going to go Vikings uh, minus a half a point and then Colts playing in Houston against the Texans minus two and a half Colts at six and six in a competitive AFC Again, it's a must-win. Tough loss against the Bucs. They beat the Texans by 30-40 last week. Tyrod's back. They're playing better. It's a, it's a must-win. So that's my lock of the week is going to be the Vikings and Colts. Teaser pleaser. Lock of the week. Hunt back I like here. that. I like that. <coughs> ah. Okay. For my pick this week, one of them, I like – I'm also taking the Colts on a, in a teaser. So I'm going to give you a little three-teamer right here. Okay. I like the Colts. I like the over in the Bengals-Chargers game. Nice. And I like the Cardinals coming off a bye against the Bears. Um, the Bears barely uh, – Snuck out a win against the Lions. I know it was Thanksgiving and the Lions always play tough, whatever. Um, but Kyler Murray, 
coming back, D Hop coming back, fresh off a of bye. Uh, and to be, uh, if they want to be a contender, they they got to win games like this, especially being nine and two and their division uh, being tough with the Rams. Also, coming up next week, I, I think they got to win that game, and I think they do pretty convincingly. So that is my my teaser of the week. Bengals, Chargers over. It would be over 44 and a half. And then, uh, like you said, the Colts game and the uh, Cardinals minus two. There. Okay. That sounds like a couple of locks to me. Now, we're just getting back into the swing of things, so we don't want to make everyone rich right away. So we're going to leave you with that. We're going to give you one lock each. We got Rick's picks. We got Hunt's picks. Hunt, no unders today? No unders. Yeah. Because, no I mean, we were riding the Jets bandwagon, but their defense is so bad that we can't bet the Jets under anymore because yeah. they give up 40 a game. So so we'll give that. I got We got a couple of locks for you. Um, it's been great to be back. We missed you guys. Uh, we've had some people reach out and say that they've been, they look forward to the podcast and they've missed us. So we wanted to make sure we give the people what they want. So real, real quick. Yep. Go ahead. Give me one, one word to describe Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame. One word. Put me on the spot like this. Yeah. <clears throat> First thing that comes to my head is weenie. Weenie, yeah, I agree, dude. Such a weenie, dude. His players found out on like social media. Yeah, and then he had a, he had a meeting for like two minutes today with all the players, and then just left. Didn't even yeah. let the players talk to him or anything. He is a weenie. I Do like you think weenie's word. a good word for it? That's the first yeah. thing in my head. And he just like he's kind of like a smug guy, you know. He's kind of like like yeah. thinks he's like the king of the world, and he just yeah. went into the meeting is like I'm going the SEC. Suck. I'm making a hundred mil. I mean, I get it, but. I get it. He got a hundred mil and he's going to the SEC yeah. where you can recruit and try to win a national championship. I mean, the way it looks, dude, the Notre Dame's always good, but like, I don't know. I don't know. They really need, they need someone to get them to the next level and win a championship. I don't see it really because the SEC is so dominant and like Ohio state and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, weenie's my word. What would, what would your word be? Um, Another word that comes to mind is like spineless. Yeah. Like annoying, like why? <laughs> Dude, I mean, you were saying, I mean, you got to appreciate what he's done because they were they were pretty average, mediocre. Great coach, he's just an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But all right, that wraps it up for uh, it's that scoop here. We're glad to be back, and uh, we will be back next week. Don't 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 forget. We'll be back, and we appreciate you guys. This has been the Finside Scoop. We'll catch you next time. Peace. My